Brought to you the week of December 19th, 2010. This is Podcast Starter Episode 9. Hey, how you doing out there, folks? I'm James Kennison, and you're listening to Podcast Starter, where we're helping you start, shape up, and share your own hobby podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about how to make people turn off your podcast. I know that's something none of us want to do, and I typically hate uh, the 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 blog posts that start with a negative. You know, here's ten sarcastic ways to make people not read your blog, but. Um, uh, Ever since I've started listening to shows, I think I've turned off more shows than I've turned on to, been turned on to. And these are the top 10 things that will make me turn off your podcast. And I've got to imagine I'm not the only one out there. I'm, I'm far from a podca- podcast snob, especially when I'm listening to a show that's done by a hobbyist. But given that this show, our main point is to help the hobby podcaster to keep as many listeners as possible – I would be amiss if I did not go through the top 10 things that are making people turn off your show. Uh, before we get into that, though, did you know that uh, I do drawings and uh, graphics and images, especially stuff for uh, ministries and churches, businesses? I've done stuff for folks, drawn children, for, for parents. Um, I've also done a ton of podcast cover art. And uh, you can check out what I've done for others at drawyouapicture.com. It's pretty darn cheap, and you need to check it out at drawyourpicture.com. We're also brought to you today by GoDaddy.com, where you can use the code PODNAME121 to save money on your next domain name. And then, of course, Libsyn.com. Check out uh, media hosting. It's the best on the web. Podcaststarter.com slash Libsyn. And then also Bluehost.com. You guys know them well. They're the folks that I rave about. You can get $65 every time you refer someone. Uh, check it out today, podcaststarter.com slash Bluehost. And uh, let's, uh, let me remind you real quick that uh, we're offering podcast reviews by request. And uh, so far, I've had a huge, huge response. And we've got a few in the, uh, what do they say? Not the kiln, the kitty. I don't know, in the queue. Uh, so we're going to be doing one today. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and mention that we'll be doing uh, episode 36 of No Show. Okay, so I'm looking forward to that, and I hope you are too. Let's jump into our main topic, though. How to make people turn off your podcast. Number 10, talk about things that are only important to yourself. Things like your iTunes reviews, emails, read them, all of them, especially the ones that just say hello and the ones that just sing your own praises. Um. Also, make sure you're talking about things that you should talk about with your co-hosts off the air. Just go ahead and bring all of that into the show. You know what I'm talking about? People do this a lot. They get so excited when they get listeners to their own show that they make that the show or at least a significant segment. There is a difference between showing listener love and then just being self-serving, I guess, or or. I know it comes across uh, from your perspective when you read everything somebody sends you and you read every iTunes review and you talk about every donation. It seems like what you're doing is thanking the people 
But what you're doing is you're boring the people. Okay. Your audience that interacts with you is the most important audience you have, but they are far from everyone that listens to your show. Um, it's, it's like when, when we do live shows, um, on Brokia, I tell my co-hosts, do not get involved too much with the chat room. We love the chat room. The live chat room is great. It's a great place, but that is 13 to 30 people versus the thousands of people that download the show. And I am not going to make my show about the chat room at the expense of all the other thousands of listeners that aren't in the chat room. And so though, although those 13 to 30 people seem like they are everything at that point, and they're the ones that are interacting with me live, and yes, they are important, so are those other thousands of people. And there's more of them than the 13 to 30 people in your chat room. It's the same thing when you're reading emails, playing voicemails, and things like that. I don't play every voicemail that comes in, and I don't read every email and I don't thank every donor, and I don't read iTunes reviews. I ask for them. I request them briefly. I make it quick. I also don't talk to my co-hosts about things that we should be talking about before the show or after the show. Things like thinking up ideas and um, you know anything that I think is going to be a problem, I go ahead and do in advance. I think this happens on shows that don't have show notes. If you're not writing out detailed show notes, you need to start doing it. Number nine. Again, how to make people turn off your podcast. Use a lot of inside jokes that only the hosts get. Not even regular listeners should understand what you're talking about. Um, I, I hear this a lot on, on podcasts. And, and especially if you start your show where everybody's laughing and I'm just coming to the conversation, what does that feel like in real life to, to a person? If you walked in upon a group of people who were laughing, you would feel like an outsider. There's something been going on that you're not a part of, and yet sometimes we'll start our shows and everybody's laughing and carrying on. I don't know. It's just a personal thing with me. I don't, I don't like it, and I don't like being feeling like the outsider. I think your show should be about the listener, and so you have to keep them in mind. If anything they don't understand, explain it. Don't talk about a bunch of personal stuff, things like, you know – uh, in, insignificant details are, are absolutely insignificant. People that you know and your co-hosts know, but nobody else knows. You know, uh, I, I'll hear people talk about that. Oh, you mean Billy, the one with the short hair? No, 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 the other guy with the whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you, if you pick out the exact reference or the exact description of this person you guys are arguing about, even if you come to terms and come to an understanding, does your audience know who you're talking about? Absolutely not. Not unless you're talking about somebody famous. Um, oh, also, along with number nine, um, provide your own laugh track. I hear this a lot in shows that are supposed to be funny. People laugh at each other's jokes that aren't funny. And it's an attempt, I think subconsciously, to make your show funny and make it sound funny. And that's exactly why I call it a laugh track, because that's what they do and have done on shows. Uh, where they play laughter to let you know what's funny and what's not. I think it's ridiculous. So I've been guilty of this in some of the nobody's listening shows when I've had people on or stories that I didn't think were funny, and I've laughed to try to make it seem funny. I think, personally, you just come off sounding dumb, like you don't know comedy. So if something's not funny, 
you know, laugh appropriately. Don't, that's the greatest thing ever. Or make a funny, make it funny. Make it funny. Make fun of them. You know, Um, that's what your listeners are going to do anyway. Number eight, how to make people turn off your podcast. Um, uh, um, um, uh, uh, um, yeah. Number seven, let a tech glitch stop your show in its tracks and then talk about it once it's over forever. Let it just absolutely stop in its tracks. Um, and, and, and not only tech glitches, but anything, if a baby cries in the background, if a car drives by, if an airplane goes over, apologize for it every five minutes. And every time you hear something, assume the audience has heard it and comment on it to draw more attention to it. Can I just lay this one to rest? Your audience is not nearly as critical of your show as you are. And when you feel something's horrible, they probably don't even notice. You know why? Because they don't know what you planned on it being. They just know what it is. Okay? And if you're if you podcast near an open window and there's birds outside and they're listening to your show, they're going to be fine with that. You don't have to apologize for it every five minutes. You're going to attract more attention to it than anyone. And you're going to care more than anyone. So as picky as I am about some things, I don't I, I think your audience is more forgiving when you than you are of your own show. So don't let, you know, if you're if you're um if if Skype goes out. Don't sit, you know, hit stop and and come back in and just say, okay, we had a Skype issue, blah, blah, blah. And then bam, you're right back into it. You don't have to talk about it and, and you don't have to tell the story of what happened because to your audience, they want to hear whatever you were talking about that got interrupted. They don't care. They want to get right back into the story and pretend it didn't happen because they're on your side. They don't want to turn off your show. But if you let tech glitches become issues, they will. Number six, how to make people turn off your podcast um, talk like you're bored out of your mind. Yeah. Hey, you know, just go ahead and lean back in your chair. Let your tin, your chin touch your chest and just sit there and be like, yeah. Um, I don't know. Today I was scratching my elbow and I don't know, man, I, something happened and I got a comic book and then somebody got arrested I don't know, man. What did you do? I'm just not feeling good today. You know, and that's fine if it's if if you're not feeling good and you're still podcasting. Hats off to you. But you know, you can tell somebody's mood by their voice. Um, if you have a problem with a saggy voice, then it might help for you to smile while you're talking. It changes everything about you, and you might sound a little too excited. But you know what? That's better than. Hi, I'm Monotone Man, and I podcast, and this is about as good as it gets, okay? So if I can fake a fake voice uh, or a, a dumpy voice, then dumpy voice people, you can fake a happier voice, okay? Number five, shows with no discernible format. Oh, that'll make me turn off a podcast quicker than anything. If I don't know what's coming, I mean, it's fine the first time, but I want to know between shows that I'm going to, that I know what to expect. Now, if your show is like, um, I'm trying to think of the name of it, uh, maniacal rage where they just sit down and they bull crap their way through a half hour. And they just, they just right off the cuff, talk about things and it's random and it's on purpose. That's fine. That's fine. But if you're doing a show with segments, I would suggest highly that you put them in the same order. 
I would also suggest that you announce each segment clearly and you define each segment. Hey, this is weekly update where we tell you something that's been going on in the last seven days in our life. We're going to start with John, then Mark. Okay, Skippy, it's your turn. Don't just jump around randomly. Um, and if you do them in different orders, tell them, hey, we're going to let Skippy go first this time. Your audience doesn't have all your voices memorized. I don't care how long they've been listening. I I'd podcasted Nobody's Listening for three years, and we still had people that thought um, I was John and, and Trevor was John and I was Trevor and all these different names and voices confused. They They didn't know who was who. And so apparently I didn't do enough defining of each segment and each person that was talking. Use each other's names a lot. That's a great way to do it. And the way you're going to remember that is if if you pretend that you're talking to that extra person. There's an extra person in your conversation that can't talk to you. And that's your audience. You have to remember that they're there because when you talk about personal stuff, you remember, oh, you know what? You don't care about this. I'm going to go ahead on with the story or you don't know the name of the person I'm talking about. I'm going to go ahead and tell you who they are and give you a quick description of them. So that my joke will be funny. Even though you don't know them, here's the one particular thing about them that makes this funny later on. So remember that. Okay. Um, number four shows that go on for over an hour. But okay, but have the content of a 15 or 30 minute show. I cannot stand shows that waste my time. That is disrespectful to your audience. If you have a show that is over an hour long or even at an hour, but all you've done is laughed or wasted time about tech issues, uh, told inside jokes, um, thought said every little thing out loud that you can think of that may be funny or pertinent or not, you're wasting my time and I will turn off your show because there are other shows that do the same thing yours does, but they do it better if you're misusing the time. If you have a 30-minute show, keep it to 30 minutes. If this show goes over 30 minutes, it's because I had more content, not because I stop and start telling you stories that have nothing to do with podcasts, okay? And... um so I'm, I'm very respectful of my listener's time. I'm not going to sit around and waste your time. If there's something extra that you want to put in, put it after the closing. If there's a song or something that's going, uh, I did that the other day with Broke Ya. We had a song that was six minutes long that was submitted by Ethan Nicole of uh, Axe Cop. Uh, and I wanted to get it in the show. It wasn't going to fit. So I stuck it at the end. That makes it optional. After the show's over, if somebody wants to continue listening, that's on them. They haven't missed anything. So think about that. You could do that with extra um, voicemails as well. You can't play every voicemail that comes in, but you might want to stick them at the end. Number three, hosts that talk to people off mic that aren't in the show make me want to turn off your show. If you're talking to somebody and it sounds like this, what, what? Hey, yeah, uh-huh. Okay, well, come in here. Come in here and say, yeah, yeah, okay. I can't stand that mess. And they'll just sit there and have a conversation with somebody that's off the mic um, yeah, it's phone call. Oh goodness. This, that, and the other. It's so easy to edit out in post-production. Just do it. If it happens, the best thing though is tell everybody, Hey, I'm recording for half an hour or an hour, close the door, turn off the fans and sit and record all at one time. But it's so fun. Let me just tell you being sarcastic again. It's so fun hearing one side of a conversation and not being able to hear the other side. That really makes me feel like I'm a part of your show. Number two, um, the another way for to make me want to turn off your show and your listeners 
I I love it when the host sounds like he's sitting in the middle of a sewer pipe about 10 feet from the mic. Or even better, coming closer and then further from the mic in the same sentence. Hey, you know what's so awesome? It's awesome when people do like this and they can't sit still apparently. And it's not their mic. It's not their their um, um, uh, equipment. It's the fact that they don't have good mic technique. And that what? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll get to that right after I'm recording right now. Okay. See, that's irritating. It's like, keep yourself a certain distance from the mic, watch your levels when you're recording and keep everything as even as possible. That's respectful of your people's earbuds. Okay. Some people listen to you in the car. That's one thing, but when they got those earbuds in, they need, they need you to respect their hearing. And that is you don't you don't go quiet and then loud because they'll turn you up and then all of a sudden you're back on the mic again and blah, it hurts their ears. So um, and, and as far as the echo chamber goes, I know some of us can't help it, but dude, put put some blankets up on the wall. Um, you know, talk against a you know prop a mattress against the wall. Whatever you got to do. Some people podcast in their closets because of all the hanging clothes, dampen the sound. Do the best you can. Um, and, and make, make sure that you're showing your audience respect, okay? Last but not least, the number one thing that will make me turn off your show is heavy breathing and mouth noises, okay? It's one of the hardest things in the world for me to listen to, especially when I get earbuds in. Somebody's right up on the mic, and you can hear every little thing going on in their mouth. But even without that, there's people that smack. My daughter does it when we do a podcast kid. Um, um, and that, you want to talk about something that'll peak and, and, and distort? That will distort more than anything. I used to do that mess. Um, 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 so don't, you know, watch yourself. Listen to your own show. And oh, oh man, heavy breathing. Okay. Um, the reason why people do this is they stick their mic right up under their face. Like, like you would hold a mic at church up underneath. And then every time you breathe or exhale, it picks up across that microphone's diaphragm. So what you want to do is pick your mic up. Even if it's a, um, if it's a headset mic, I always tell my co-host, get that sucker up about even with your nose, the tip of your nose. And that way all your breath goes down below. So you can still hear me breathing. But it's not right into the microphone. It doesn't feel like it's right in my ear. People expect you to take breaths. They just don't want to hear it all up on their neck. Okay? It's okay to swallow your spit once in a while. I had to learn that. But it's easy to lean away and do that, and people don't even know. Okay? So watch your mic technique. It just comes back to that. But respect your peeps. It's very important. All right, let's jump into our podcast review. All right. This is no show. It's, uh, I guess, no show. At uh, psh, 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 Let me make sure I'm saying this right. No show podcast.com. I'm guessing. Nope. No show.net. I don't know why I don't have this in here. Here it is. There it is. Okay. No show.net is the website. And what we're going to do is go through it step by step. No show. I, I reviewed episode 36, Blood and Feathers. And I also listened to a couple others to make sure that what I was listening to and what I was critiquing 
wasn't um, just typical of that individual show. Okay, I'm going to go through it kind of uh, randomly. I would encourage you folks to go and listen to this episode, and that way you guys get an idea of what I'm talking about. In because there's a lot to learn from in this in this show. They do a lot right, and there's a few things that I would like to point out that they could do to make their show even better. Okay, I like the preview right at the beginning of the show. You guys give a um, a quick preview, almost in a 20-something style, you know, hey, now the news, and what you're about to hear is uh, Debbie gets uh, a cigarette, and Monkey Man does a dive bomb, you know, and, and you're going through and you're saying what's coming, but after that, it, it, it just kind of fell off for me. Um, some, there was a lot of laughing and talking and inside joking and things like that. Um, things weren't funny for me yet. They might've been funny for you guys doing the show, but for me, I just came in the room. I just started listening and I would just suggest to all podcasters, meet the audience where they are at the beginning of your show and assume they're neutral. They're not sad. They're not super excited. They're normal. And if you want to take them to a funny place, then do that. But I would suggest always start your show off neutral and then go up or down from there. Um, there was a lot of side comments going on, rabbit trails that didn't seem to have anything to do with the show. Okay. Um, the break room skit that you guys did had a great intro. That music was awesome. Um, and, but after that, after the skit was over, you guys started talking about the Zerbinator and it wasn't clear to me. I figured it out later, but I remember writing down, what did Zerb do? You thanked him, but did he do the skit? Or did he do the song or did he do the whole thing? And again, I think you guys just imagining that extra person in the room that doesn't know anything, that person uh, would help you to remember to define these things. Okay. Uh, You did a great segment called Facebook police, but I didn't know what it was until it was nearly over. And again, that's because you didn't define the segment. I think it's important to define your segments. Every show is somebody's first and it doesn't take but a second. But you could just sit there and say, Facebook police, where we hold you accountable for crappy stuff you say on Facebook. Boom. That's it. Or we we make fun of dumb stuff that's on Facebook. Or we call attention to things you should never do on Facebook. Or we, we you know, whatever. You get the point. Um, I will say this. There was, a, there was a funny part in there that made me LOL for real. Uh, somebody was talking about wearing the same dress as the bride. And that was comedy gold. It was awesome. Um, text from friends, uh, your, your new segment intro. That was the first time you guys had done that. It took you about five minutes to get through the segment introduction. And it wasn't because the intro took that long. It was because of the side stuff that was in the side talking and getting off track. Um, it should have taken two seconds for you to do that and get into the content. The content is King, not describing what's about to come to you. Craptastic. Um, it was a great segment. Again, define what it was because that doesn't mean anything to me. Craptastic is uh, crappy items that you guys have found online or in real life and you're dogging them out. That's a great idea for a segment. But I didn't know that until about halfway in. Re- your weekly review. Um, again, I don't know what that is. What are you reviewing? 
Um, I in my show I call that a weekly update, and and I need to define it too. Uh, and mo- most of the time I do something funny that's happened in the last week, or something crazy that's going on in our lives, and we want to share with you. Um, and then go through each person. Hey, Bill, what do you got? Charlie, what do you got? Uh, Daphne, what are you talking about? Okay. Um, the outgoing music at the end of the show. What if you listen to it? It was very. It wasn't very loud, but it was overpowering. And I couldn't hear what you were saying at the very end, okay? And uh, there wasn't a hardcore ending. I mean, there kind of was, but then there was some extra at the end, and that confused me because I thought maybe my iPod had started the next show. So maybe you want to put a little beep in there or, you know, like it's an outtake, beep, you know, or make it really short, like it's a tagline. Um, that, that, you know, just say the funny part. I don't know. So here's my suggestions. That was the review of the whole thing. Uh, I would suggest a stronger opening. Make sure you give the point of the show. I know your show is called no show, but it seems to be mostly about making fun of pop culture and web culture and social networking and stuff like that. And I think that's awesome idea for a show, but you need to define that and let people know. You need to use it on your website. You need to use it everywhere it is. You might even want to change your tagline to let people know because that's what I want to when I when I'm when I'm looking up podcasts and I read that there's no show quite like it. I don't know what it's like. I just know it's not like a lot of other shows. What's going to draw me into your show? Well, Join with us as we make fun of Facebook, uh, Twitter posts, texts from friends, and the crappy crap that people try to shift on us, you know, from around the world. Uh, we, we, we love making fun of pop culture, and if you love, uh, you know, comedy, listen to us too, blah, blah, blah. Okay, sit and write it. Okay, you get the point. I would suggest uh, stronger introductions for your people, and a great, excellent example of that is my podcast mentor, Scott Johnson's show, Film Sack. These guys have four people on their show, and they get through their introduction uh, not the quickest ever, but the most entertaining way I've ever heard. They sit there. He makes fun of each person, and they have a little response, a tagline that they read back based on the movie that they're reviewing. And maybe that's what you guys can do. You guys just got through uh, with your 20s news guy talking about what's coming in the show. Um, if you have your show notes written out and each guy's taking lead on one segment, then you could be like, hey, I'm Billy, and we're going to be talking about such and such and such and such. Well, good, Billy. Glad to have you. Charlene, what's your, you know, hi, welcome back to the show. Yeah, folks, I'm Charlene Dusendorfer, and we're going to be talking about trees that uh, dress up as monkeys. Okay, and it's really quick. It's an easy way to get through um, all of your guys, and it also defines, it gives a voice to the, I'm sorry, gives a name to the voice. I want to know who each person is. And if I don't know who they are, I can't remember throughout the show. I would suggest taglines for each segment. Hey, this is Craptastic where we review crappy crap for the crap in you. I don't know what it's going to be, but make sure it's, it's good, quick and fast. You say it and you move on. Remember that you're talking, you're talking, you're talking to the listener, this person, this invisible force that doesn't know anything about your show. Just always imagine that, okay? You, you can never go wrong. You know, when you're on your uh, Twitter, when you're on your Facebook, when you've got them on your, uh, your, your forums, dude, that's your listeners. You can talk any way you want to them. But for your show, I always suggest talking to the first-timer. Every thought in your mind doesn't need to be spoken. Um, use your show notes. And if what you want to say doesn't fit, 
Just don't say it. Okay. Um, that is a hard thing for me to do. Yeah, I'll be honest. When I'm doing comedy podcasting, every single thing I think of, I want to say out loud. But there's two things that hold me back. One, am I going to interrupt the real comedy, the main person? Am I disrespecting the main speaker right now by by starting something up? And two, if it's truly funny, it'll be funny later. If it's situational, chances are it's only going to be funny to me. Okay. And then the last thing I'd suggest uh, is a stronger close. I would I would re I would script it out, give the name, phone number, how to get a hold of me, da 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 da, and I would do it at the end rather than at the beginning. Why? Um, well, do it at the beginning and the end. But I would do it at the end because that's the last thing I want to leave my listener with. If somebody's in the car and they've got a cell phone nearby and they just listen to my show, I want to remind them one more time how to get a hold of me because they may pick up that phone and call me right now. If they're on the computer or something or on their iTouch, they may drop that email address into their uh, email and, and, and email me right then. They may follow me on Twitter right there. So I always want to leave them with that. So make it strong. Your website. It's almost perfect. I have been very, very, very thrilled with the website. The color scheme is good. Um, I love the the big images. I love that subscribe is 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 uh, prominently featured right there at the top. This is almost perfect. This is almost the perfect. I, uh, uh, podcast website. It's got a way to play their show. It's got Twitter right there at the top. Subscribe is clearly featured. They've got an about page. Now, unfortunately, I went to one of them. When you click on about, there is nothing. You can't, it's not a clickable link. I would suggest you make about not only a mouse over type drop down thing, but I would forward it to your FAQ page and then make sure you fill out that FAQ page. It needs to be what your show is about. Um, and your show is about making fun of pop culture, internet culture, and, um, and and products and things like that and the way people use social media. Whatever it is, make sure you put that in there. I'm telling you, my about page is the most visited page um, outside of live shows and the one I have – I don't know. I think that is the most important one I have. So – uh, but no, the rest of the site is great. I would just suggest filling in some of the content on the about page. Uh, and then links and friends is another page under uh, links and partners. Yeah, it, it says links and partners, but when you click on it, it says links and friends. So I would figure that out. And then I would suggest you go by and update um, all of your friends links because I think all of them are down except for madcowan.com. So make sure you got your links updated and you know all that good stuff. But other than that, it's really good. I had to be really nitpicky to pick on your site. So that's uh that's take that to heart and know that uh I love you guys. Okay, show art. Um I've I've been looking at your show art for a couple of years now, maybe, maybe even in just a year. I don't know. But it seems like I've seen it a while. You guys, I believe, were featured on iTunes a while back, and I've never listened to your show. And until now, your show art does not say comedy to me. It it looks like three guys um who are mean. Okay. I'm just gonna say that. They they look like three mean guys. Um, especially when I'm looking at them from a, from a small, tiny little preview in iTunes. Um, when, if it was 600 by 600, I could tell that the guys in the back are being silly. 
I would suggest if you don't want to change your artwork completely, I would blow up the two guys in the background. I would make them bigger. Just focus on their faces, the silly looks, maybe even make them look at each other. So switch them to where they're facing each other. Put the mean looking dude in the middle in the background, maybe even in silhouette and then get some color in there because color says comedy. Um, and then I would also change the tagline to something that says what you're about um, and a comedy show about blah, 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 blah. That way I know. But it just does not seem to reflect what your show is about. The skit in your show was just one tiny little thing. Maybe when you first started, it was a majority of it. But it was one little piece of this big entertaining show. And I would love uh, for your for your artwork to reflect that. All right. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for putting in um, uh, your 10 cents. Uh, you can email me, do that, podcaststarter at nlcast.com. Call me, 2095-NLCAST. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash nlcast, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash nlcast. Gappleberry will not be showing this week due to the holidays. We look forward to having him back with us. Uh, maybe next week or the week after. Next week, we will be talking about resources that I use every single week. We're talking about web resources, software resources, and we're going to start getting into a little bit of what, how I do what I do. Until um, then, this has been Podcast Starter, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>